Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land. This week wraps up our third podcast about making more money, why you need to understand numbers in your boutique. I feel like this is something I will never stop talking about because we know for sure that one of the reasons that most businesses, not just boutiques, but most businesses go out of business within the first two to five years is because they don't manage their money. They don't understand how to run the numbers. They don't understand how to save. They're just not really intimate with their numbers. And so I'm hoping that through this three-part series, you're really learning what it takes to understand that piece of your business. Listen, there's so much you can outsource. I believe that your numbers are something that before you outsource them, you need to start to understand because once you are seeing where your money's going, once you're, you know, connecting the dots between the statement of like, well, I feel like I'm making a lot, but there's just nothing in my bank account. Once you connect that with like, okay, where is the money going? What's happening? That's when you really start to feel more empowered around your business, right? Like I feel like so many of you say to me, oh, I'm making so much money. I'm doing so well. Uh, or you say, I'm not making money. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and within these three podcasts, I'm hoping that you're seeing what the problem is. You're seeing what the issue is. And so this is why it's important, you know, overall to just have some good systems in place. Okay. Like if you're using PayPal, you're using Stripe, you're using Wix, you're using uh, quick entry, things like that. You know, this is where it gets tough, you guys. So this episode, I want to talk a little bit about some of your systems, some of the accounting systems, some of the inventory management systems that I recommend. Again, like I don't make money from these things, <laughs> but they are what I use with my clients. They're what I see working. They're what I use with myself. <laughs> this is how I manage my money. Um, and so for you, I think it's really important to understand that these numbers are always accessible to you if you are making money, if you are selling things. They should be accessible. They should be easy to get to. And so setting up systems and understanding some of the reports that the systems can pull for you, that's what we're going to talk about today. So stick with me. Before we dive into the podcast, I want to read a review. It's actually a four-star review. And I want to read it because I want to address it. So um, Miram... Miram Snickers uh, said that episode 222, it was hard to hear over sniffling. 
It sounds like there's someone sniffling on their microphone while the guest is speaking. All right, number one out on our dress, that's not me sniffling. I was not crying during the episode. This was the one with Fashion Go. And, you know, sometimes when I interview people, you know, we're not in a professional podcasting studio, FYI, okay? I'm using my headphones from my, you know, phone here. And uh, when I interview people, I do it on a program called Zoom. Actually, during that episode, I didn't realize what was going on because we were having such a great conversation. But what was happening is there was someone in the offices of Fashion Go actually taping up boxes because they were heading to Vegas the next week for magic. And so it was actually a tape roller going, and so I apologize. Sometimes we're not always perfect over here at the Booster Boutique Podcast, mostly because it's just me <laughs> doing my thing and trying to find great people to come on and teach you guys and talk about fun stuff. So we're not always perfect, but um, in that episode, you know, I was like, I couldn't start it over. So anyway, not making excuses, but I do want to let you know that sometimes there are things that happen. And this goes to, you know, in your boutique, there are sometimes things that happen and that things that aren't perfect. And there is going to be someone who, you know, doesn't love it or someone who's like, hey, I'm calling out something that's wrong. And it's your job, I think, to address it in a way that's obviously nice and, you know, explanatory. And listen, I'm not upset about this review, but I do want to say like, hey, sorry, Two 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 wasn't the best recording, but you know, things happen. And so Miriam Snickers, I want to apologize to you. Um, since, you know, that episode, I've been hyper-focused on making sure that the recording quality is really good and figuring out new ways and, uh, you know, systems to try to figure out how to make sure that things go well. So, um, my goal, my intention in this podcast is that it is high quality, that it is really well done because I know you guys, you know, trust me to, to do that for you. And I have super high standards. If you've ever taken one of my courses, you've worked with me, I, I'm just, I'm so particular. I'm such a type A person. So when things like that happen, it really like, ugh, it agitates me. So <laughs> I apologize. And, uh, you know, here's to us all making mistakes in our business. I think this is, you know, really ties back into this topic of money. Like, you know, if you've listened to anything that I've done around money, you know, the topic often comes up around shame or around embarrassment, or just sort of this general like lack of confidence in money or numbers. And, you know, I want to tell you, like, a lot of us have this issue. Like I, when I started my boutique, you know, one of my greatest fears was figuring out the numbers. <laughs> I really didn't think I could do it. And over time, I realized I could. Over time, I realized that all this stuff is learnable. And the things that weren't learnable you know, were things that I asked for help on. And so I know a lot of you guys haven't necessarily asked me for help on this, but I'm just going to jump in and help because I know that when I started my boutique, I would have loved someone like me to be around to teach me this stuff and show me what was up because, you know, it would have given me more confidence, you know, even if this series doesn't necessarily get you guys in a place where you're like, I'm so good at numbers. I wanted to at least inspire you to learn more, to ask more questions, to even maybe take one of my courses where I do go in more in depth. I do have workbooks and visual guides and things like that 
on these topics. Like I go through a lot of this in Boutique Basics Bootcamp. I go through even more of it in Six Figure Boutique Blueprint because I feel like as women, and I know there are some guys listening, okay? So I apologize to the dudes. But as women, you know, honestly, I don't think that we've been raised in a culture to be financially literate, to be financially independent. You know, that's something that I feel like, I don't know, maybe you'll agree, maybe you won't agree, but I feel like in general, it's sort of a dude thing. Like it's always kind of delegated to the guy, you know? And if you are, if you were raised like financially aware and independent, like you probably have an awesome woman role model in your life. You probably have super strong women around you, or maybe that's something you've always been passionate about. And so cherish that because I find that, you know, in general, there's a lack of financial education just in our school systems, you know, and, and in our own education. But I think even as women, you know, because I work with a lot of women, I around a lot of women all the time. I don't know there. It just feels like there's this disconnect or this, you know, general feeling of like, well, it's hard or it's not for me or I wasn't taught that. And so I really want to empower you to feel good about money, to feel good about the numbers, to feel like math is something you can learn. And once you learn it, then it's just applying it, right? That's the next step. Everything I teach you guys in these free podcast episodes, I pray every night that you go and you actually do it. You actually implement it. Like you do, someone sent me a message and they said, Emily, I did the breath work that you talked about in this episode about manifesting. And Two hours later, someone calls me about that thing and now I'm moving into a space and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is awesome, you know? Like so many of you have said that you've implemented this and if you haven't implemented some of this stuff, please do it. Put it on your to-do list. Most of you guys are spending your days flitting and floating and not implementing. And when you start to implement this stuff, that is when you really will start to see a difference in your boutique. Okay. So let's talk about what systems I love first and foremost. And then I'm going to talk about the reports that you need to be pulling from these systems. Okay. Now, if you don't use these systems, that's okay. Um, hopefully you'll at least at minimum be using QuickBooks. Okay. QuickBooks is a, uh, accounting software it's by a company called Intuit. Uh, you may also use Intuit has a product called Mint. They also have a product that is, uh, I think they have a POS system as well. Some of you guys have told me that you use it. Um, but QuickBooks at minimum, you guys, is a web-based software that you can connect your bank accounts to. And those bank accounts will basically suck the numbers. So QuickBooks is going to suck the numbers from your bank account and it's going to put it into a format to where we can analyze the health of your business. So when you do this, when you connect your bank account to QuickBooks, that's when you start to be able to look at, again, remember last week we talked about the difference between accounting and then like inventory management. So QuickBooks is an accounting software and it's going to look at all the numbers. It's going to look at expenses. It's going to look at cost of goods sold, which is your inventory. It's going to look at sales, income, right? All of that stuff. And it's going to give you basically the numbers you need to do your taxes, 
the numbers you need to sell your company if that's something that you want to do in the future. It's going to give you a general idea of how healthy, how profitable or not profitable your business is, okay? You can use QuickBooks whether you're a sole proprietor, whether you're an LLC, whether you're a corporation, doesn't matter. They do have different versions based on what you are because essentially what QuickBooks is trying to do is help you do your taxes. And when you file your taxes, you want to have all these numbers that QuickBooks is pulling so that your accountant or your tax lawyer, whoever you're you're working with your, you know, enrolled agent with the IRS, whoever's helping you do your taxes, um, can do them with ease. Now I do want to just put in a little plug that I hope you are paying someone to do your taxes. I made a mistake on my taxes a number of years ago, and it was sort of a snowball of not good stuff. And it wasn't terrible. I'm probably dramatizing it because I have some money trauma. <laughs> You know, if you've listened to me long enough, you know, money and money mindset is sort of just like an overoccurring thing. So the tax mistake was just like, ugh, just put me in a bummer mood. And it was because I tried to do my own taxes. Okay. Like just don't do them. It's just not a good idea. Generally having someone prepare your taxes for your business should cost anywhere between $300 and $500. Okay. And guess what? That money that you pay, they actually um, will take it out of your return a lot of times, or you can also, you know, put it in as a business expense. So you like get a deduction on it because it's an expense, right? So just please, 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 I don't care how big or small of a business you are, you know, the bigger you are, the more you want to take care on this kind of stuff. And uh, the, the less big you are, the more you want to set yourself up for success with this. So Getting an accountant or someone that you know that does taxes that you trust, you really want them to be, you know, kind of working with you all year because most people are paying quarterly taxes. You know, the big rub comes when you haven't paid into taxes all year. And then like suddenly in April, you owe like $30,000 and you're like, oh my God, you know, and listen, that's, I'm not saying that's anyone's situation, whatever. Um, and there's things you can do to handle that. You can pay in installments. You can pay over time. You can negotiate how much you owe the IRS. There's a lot of stuff in that that maybe someday I'll do a, you know, asterisk. I am not a financial planner. I am not an <laughs> enrolled agent. I am not, you know, I am not necessarily like qualified for all that stuff, but there's a lot I've learned along the way. And so, you know, there are a lot of options, but, but essentially you want to find an accountant or a bookkeeper, someone that can help you do, you know, manage all this someone that you trust that's doing it along the way with you that sort of has the foresight in mind to understand like, oh my gosh, it's December 1st. You are going to owe a lot of taxes. So maybe this quarter you want to spend a little bit more money on some capital improvements to your store or your truck, or you want to buy that new computer you want, things like that. So again, I, I'm not advising you to do any of this stuff, but I do want to advise you to maybe work with an accountant. And you can always do that through QuickBooks. So QuickBooks will help you um, communicate with an accountant better because you don't necessarily need an accountant in your bank account, but you do need them to get set up on QuickBooks so they can help you categorize all of your expenses, all of your income, and then pump out the reports, okay? So that's one accounting tool that I love is QuickBooks. Now, second to that, my favorite inventory management slash POS system, so a point of sale system, is Shopify, okay? 
I know a lot of you resist Shopify. You tell me over and over that this one's better, that one's better, whatever. I am always going to be a fan of Shopify. Sorry. <laughs> not sorry. Um, I love Shopify because it's not only is it your e-commerce storefront, but it's also your point of sale system. If you ever are doing a pop-up shop or you're doing, you're opening a store or you're going mobile, everything is linked in your back end. You want all of your inventory linked. You want all your pricing linked. You want all your reporting in one place. Okay. Trust me when people come to me and they don't have reports and they don't know how to pull them and things are all over the place. It's like, I don't even know how to start to help you because like we don't even have the raw data to be able to analyze. And when you have all that raw data and you can analyze, let's say your sales for 2018, what I, as you know, a boutique retail coach, I can actually take your numbers from 2018 start to apply them to what the projections look like for 2019 and say, Hey, here's how much you should buy each month by category. Like, that's so awesome. How many of you would love a buying plan? Like, <laughs> right. But the problem is, is that when we don't have the data from our sales history in an organized way, it makes it really, really, really hard to set up a plan for the next year. Okay. And so if this is your first year, just know that setting some time aside to set up Shopify, to learn it, get on the phone with them. They will literally stay on the phone with you for hours helping you. Understanding how that works is going to set you up for success in the future. So in three years, when you are making $250,000, you come to me and you're like, hey, Emily, I want to work with you. Great. Let's pull all your numbers. Let me help you dig into this. Let me help you work more efficiently and make more money because here I can see in your sales history, here's all this data that we can use to roll on. Okay. So I love Shopify. Um, and I think that if you're not using Shopify, you might want to consider it. If you don't use Shopify and you use something you love, God bless you. Um, and I hope it's working for you. You want to be able to pull reports from whatever you're doing. Okay. That's the most important thing. So let's talk now about pulling these reports. Okay. So from the accounting software, the QuickBooks, the number one report you're going to want to pull is your profit and loss statement. Okay. It's also called a PL. Um, you may have been asked for a PL at some point from a bank or from me because I'm your coach. <laughs> um, but your PL is really important because, like I said, it's going to show the total overall health of your business. That is the document. It's basically a one sheet document and it summarizes. You can look at it by month or you can look at it by year. I generally get people's by year. And what we do is we look at how much money you're making how much money you're spending on inventory, and how much money you're spending in expenses. Those are basically the three big buckets that we're always looking at. A lot of people will have big expenses, maybe because they're paying rent, maybe because they have high insurance, maybe because they're spending a lot of money on junk for their store. I don't know, right? Like like fixtures or hang tags or things like that. Um, I find a lot of like weird expenses sometimes when we're looking at that. The other place is we look at your cost of goods sold. So right there and then we can see your margin <laughs> from how much money you've made and how much money you spent on inventory. I can immediately see your margin. Um, and that's important. So I think that understanding your P&L 
that's where, again, once those numbers all shake out. So basically, your first number would be income. Your second number on that chart would be your cost of goods sold. So that's like the total cost that you've paid for all your inventory for the year. And then your expenses. And your expenses all basically roll up into one number. So an expense is something that you spend money on that is not inventory. Okay, so a computer, insurance, event fees, gas, advertising costs, um, employee payments, uh, things like that, right? Like literally everything else. I'm sure you can think of a million other things that you're paying for that are not inventory. And so all of that rolls up into expenses. And essentially, this is how my dad taught me his first lesson in uh, accounting for me, was you take your total income, you subtract your cost of goods sold, you subtract your expenses, and that's where you come out with your profit. Okay? It's like that simple. So when people say to me, well, Emily, I want to make sure I'm profitable. Well, okay. The easiest way to do that is to make a lot of money, not spend a lot of money on inventory, not spend a lot of money on expenses, and boom, there's your profit. Like it's very, very simple, but uh, there's a lot of other stuff that kind of, I think, gets in our head to to understand that. So your profit and loss statement, we hope that you are making a profit. Um, we hope that you, you know, are coming out the other side doing well. Again, this is an area where you definitely want to work with an accountant who knows what they're doing. I'm trying to find someone who I can bring on the show who will talk about some of this stuff because like, as I've said, I'm not super qualified to talk about it. I know what it looks like from my own businesses. Um, but there are certain things like, you know, once you make a certain amount of money, you don't want to be a sole proprietor anymore. You want to be an escort because you'll get more tax breaks, more things will become deductible, things like that. You know, there's just general like rules around that stuff. I know the very basics, but I want to make sure that we're talking to someone who's an expert around all this. So um, I'm trying to find someone that's perfect for boutiques. Uh, but basically, your profit and loss, you want to make a profit. Um, some people say well, you don't want to make a profit because you you know, don't want to pay taxes, things like that. I believe that you should pay taxes if you're you know, a viable standing business in our country. You know, that's how our road, roads are maintained. That's how, you know, generally, uh, you know, our, our, our country is maintained through our taxes. So I don't believe you should be paying an exorbitant amount. But, you know, obviously we as running businesses, you know, and having that freedom to do, we should be paying taxes. It's our honor to pay taxes at that point because we can be entrepreneurs. So that said, QuickBooks, once everything is downloaded into QuickBooks and classified, you can easily pull a profit and loss statement. Not hard. Really nice to look at to see what's going on in your business, just the general health of it. The second and the third thing are things that you can pull in an inventory management software or point of sale system like Shopify. So inventory management, point of sale generally are the same thing, generally are coming from the same place because your inventory should be linked to how you're processing payments if that makes sense. So the two things I like to pull and look at when we are pulling from Shopify, and hopefully you can pull this from your system, are first of all, your monthly sales, okay? Looking at your monthly sales, as we've talked about in the week one episode of this, where we talked about business fundamentals, is really, you know, you want to look at monthly sales just to see, are you growing? 
or are you not? You know, I know that when I look back at 2018, I know there were months that are lower than others and I know exactly why, right? There should be an explanation behind your growth or your decline. It's very easy to see and it's very easy to tell. Is it my energy or did I take a vacation that month? Or did we have really crappy inventory that month that just didn't sell? Did we really miss the mark on what we were selling? Or did we, oh, we made more money that month because we started selling, you know, a couple items that were really higher priced. You know, a lot of times people will say, oh, you should make more money the last four months of the year, you know, like the last quarter or whatever. But really, sometimes I think in the fashion world, you make more money because we're selling higher price items. Like we're selling sweaters, we're selling jackets, we're selling things that are generally a higher ticket. So naturally, you would make more money. So when you look at your sales by month, you do want to look at it from a unit perspective and a dollar perspective. How many units did I sell? How many, how much uh, dollars did I sell? How much like revenue? And you can easily pull that in Shopify reporting, okay? You can look at your analytics. Um, I believe it's just under Shopify reports. Uh, I don't know if on the very, very basic plan you can pull that. But at minimum, I know that on every Shopify, you can at least go in to um, just write on your dashboard on the right-hand side. You can manually look at it if you just click on the calendar. So in the upper right-hand corner of every Shopify dashboard, there's a calendar. And you know when you log in, it's like default set to today. Like here's how much money you've made today. You can change that calendar for whatever time span that you want. So you can change it to look at the whole year, you can change it to look at a month, and you could just write it down and keep it next to your computer <laughs> month by month. Like you don't necessarily have to pull this report, you could manually pull that. Or let's say you're processing information in uh, PayPal, right? Maybe you're just doing Facebook Live sales. Log into PayPal. They have actually a really great reporting right now. Hopefully you have a business account please tell me that you do because you should have a business account. Um, and with their business account, you can actually pull a lot more stuff. I was looking at it today because I use PayPal for my courses and, uh, you know, it's a viable thing. A lot of, I actually really love paying via PayPal lately because it's really easy to log in and all my credit card stuff is just stored there, right? So just realize that in PayPal, you can pull all that stuff and whether it's by report, you can also look at your activity for each month. Um, you could just pull money in for each month. I don't think it pulls units. Depends on what system you're using. Um, but you could at least pull money. So you want to know what your monthly sales are. So right now, today, after you listen to this, if you haven't done this, right, it's January 20th, something like that. Go back and look at 2018, okay? It's January 2019. So go back and look at 2018, January, February, March, April, May, by month. Just literally write it down on one page in your notebook and look at it and say like, what happened? Oh, wow, April was a really crappy month for me. Oh, right, my kids were all sick. I barely worked, I was sick, da da da, right? Here's the thing, when we know what happened last year, we can plan for this year. We can plan to be up. We can plan for more help, right? I have a lot of clients where we're looking at increasing the amount of 
you know, money we're diverting to employees because we know that by the end of the year, we're going to need more money to ship more stuff because we're going to grow again this year. You know, you generally will grow year over year over year. If you're not growing year over year, something's wrong. Something's off. You're not being consistent. You're not showing up. You're not, you don't have the right product assortment. You don't, you know, there's, there's something off in your business. So if you're not growing month over month, year over year, there is a problem. I can't diagnose it now, but what I want you to do is I want you to go and look at your 2018 sales. And if you're in the fashion truck tribe, my group, come and join us on Facebook. It's my free community. You can just search the search bar on Facebook for fashion truck tribe. Join us. And I would love for you to comment in the group and say, hey, I just looked at my sales for last year and this is what I'm going to do this year. Okay. I want to hear from you. I want to know that you're looking at this stuff. We can go and avoid this like crazy. Okay. It's very easy to avoid actually looking at what's going on in our business. But when we start to really look and understand and, and process all this stuff, you guys, this is where we're empowered to take action. We're not playing a victim in our business. We're not saying like, oh, you don't know what's happening. I hope it gets better. There's no hoping in business. Okay. There is data. There is understanding and there's moving forward and there's moving forward with knowledge and empowerment and, and saying that I know my numbers and I'm going to feel really excited about this. I'm going to feel really good about this. Okay. Now, if you had a crappy year last year and you're looking to improve this year, great. The only way to go is up. Okay. This is where we start to find out what happened, what's not working, right? That's where we start to dig in. Go listen to more of my podcasts. I'll tell you a million reasons why things aren't working in other episodes. Okay. The last thing in terms of reports that you want to look at, and this again, I'm going to reference Shopify, but in other, you know, systems or whatever, I want to just make sure that we're all on the same page that Every item that we enter into our system, we're giving what I generally would call like a department. In Shopify, we would call it a collection. And so when we talk about departments, the easiest way to think about this is like a department store. This is actually where the term comes from in the retail industry. So by department, if you go into, let's say, a Macy's, you know there's a women's clothing department. You know there's a home department. You know, there's a men's department. You know, there's a kid's department. Now in your store, that might look a little bit different. Okay. So I almost want you to take Macy's, boil it just down to the women's section. I want you to think about, okay, women's has petites. It has uh, maybe plus size. It has jewelry. Okay. That might be the departments for you. I also love to look at it as tops, bottoms, dresses, scarves, jewelry. Okay. Those are all departments. If you can start to put all of your inventory into departments, it's so wonderful. <laughs> okay. Most of you guys are selling a lot of tops. That's generally what happens in boutiques, but seeing those tops and seeing that the tops are really the biggest department, then we can start to look at what your average retail price is. Can we raise it by a dollar year over year? Right. Then we go back to last week where we're looking at margin, you know, percent to total, stock to sales, average retail, all that stuff. Then we can like dig, dig deeper in, but we can't, we kind of can't do the metric stuff that we talked about in last week's episode until we set everything up in the system by department. That is really what can help us 
calc those numbers. Okay. So if you haven't been doing this, I really want you to consider looking at, uh, as you enter items into your back end, whatever that looks like for you, adding a department to it, adding something descriptive so we can understand and keeping it consistent. Okay. This is the other part of it. So what I find is there's some people who are, they're doing a really good job adding the collections, but sometimes a sweater will end up in the top department and not the blouses or uh, I don't, it's hard to explain without showing you guys, but essentially if you're going to say, you know, I'm only going to do a tops department, then every single thing that goes on top as a first layer, let's say, is going to go under that department. Then jackets, like jackets has to include everything that's a jacket or like a second layer, okay? Like something that would be over a first layer. So just make sure you're being really defined and it's almost like you're keeping like with like, if that makes sense. When you keep like with like under that collection, it really, really helps because then you can start to analyze. Now, do you need to get so deep into like short sleeve, long sleeve? You could <laughs> if you wanted to. I would say that it's really more important that you're just doing this first and foremost. Um, when I worked in corporate retail, we were highly specific about everything because we were tracking sizes and colors and leathers, you know, materials, things like that. So we would have multiple descriptors so we could really cross-reference and look at like super in depth. But that's like, you know, honestly, we were dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars in units. And so it was a little bit, we we're playing on a bigger scale. Now, if you want to set yourself up like that, you totally can, you know, I don't want to tell you not to, but I think it's just really important in general to start looking and giving things again, departments or they're technically called collections in Shopify. That's what they call them. Um, because as you start to understand your departments, that's how we can understand how to like affect inventory choices. That's how we can say, you know what, you're buying way too many bottoms. You're not selling as many bottoms. Uh, so stop buying bottoms, things like that, right? We're making decisions based on these reports. So last week's information ties into this week's reporting information and I'm hoping that through all three of these episodes, you're not overwhelmed or confused. You're feeling like empowered and that you want to go research some of this stuff. My knowing is that I do go through all of this kind of jazz inside Six Figure Boutique Blueprint and Boutique Basics Bootcamp um, at varying degrees. So obviously in the bootcamp, it's more basic level. So we're just really talking stock to sales. Very simple. And then once we get into Six Figure Boutique Blueprint, we're really talking about deeper levels of product assortment, um, inventory management. I just added a whole new training in there, actually, that I'm psyched about um, for this round. But, you know, this is where, honestly, your boutique could make or break it, okay? I find that for a while, it's okay to sort of like willy-nilly and go on your instincts and sell and, and get things moving, right? That's the first thing in your boutique business is to get that momentum going. This is really for people who uh, have the momentum rolling and who are feeling like, wow, things are moving so fast. Uh, what's going on? I need to slow down or I need to understand where they're going. I need to have more of a plan. Like if you need more of a plan in your business, this is the stuff you need to start planning around. This is the stuff you need to start digging into. If you're having trouble doing that, send me an email, 
hello at stylishandsuccessful.com. We still have spots open for my high vibe boutique mastermind. And this is the kind of stuff I'm literally helping people understand and do. So I'm doing full business analysis uh, for people who join the mastermind. It's a very small, intimate group. It's for women who are making between twenty dollars and $40,000 a month in their boutique business, and they're ready to make more, and they don't know how to do that. So they're feeling like, I want to, you know, I want to see the fruits of my labor. I want to really, you know, understand what, what I'm building here and intentionally scale this business so I can, you know, take more time off or it can support my kids or I can leave a legacy for my family or I can sell this business. You know, a lot of you guys don't necessarily see that yet. Um, but there are some of you listening who are at that point who are making good money, still feel like you're kind of running by the, in a way that doesn't feel totally aligned or it feels like, uh, you, you know, need more of a plan. That's what the high vibe boutique mastermind is all about. I'm going to put a link to that application in the show notes. And so if you feel called, I would love for you to apply to that. We're taking, we're doing some phone calls this week uh, and next week because we start really soon. And that's a nine month program with me and a very small group of women. Uh, It's the closest thing you can get to my one-on-one coaching. And so if you feel called to that, I would love to invite you to uh, apply and get on the phone with me and let's talk about it because I just know that there's some of you out there struggling and you just don't need to. Um, So it's great to listen to these podcasts. I give you so much information, but if you need accountability and you need to understand like what literally you need to be doing and have a list of those things, that's what the mastermind is all about. So I want to invite you to apply and hopefully if you're not in that spot, you're at least kind of understanding what are the basic metrics you need to, to know and understand. I mean, I've given you way more information than I ever imagined giving you in the past three weeks. So go listen to these episodes over and over and over until this sinks in. Go implement it. Write this stuff down. Start tracking your numbers. The more focus you put on the numbers, the more energy you put into this, the more will come out of it. Guaranteed. Understanding these reports, being able to pull them, just getting comfortable looking at them, that's step one. If you want to go deeper, get in touch with me. I want to help you do that. And uh, I hope this series has been great. I've got so many great podcasts coming up. I have a whole new list of, you know, exciting topics that I want to keep talking about. So I'm here for you and uh, I can't wait to talk to you next week. But until then, here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com to learn more.